You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you Foxborough faithful. You are now locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. It is Monday, February 8th, 2021, and there's a sense of seventh heaven here on your daily home for news notes and analysis, infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. Greetings and salutations, Patriots Nation. Thank you for kicking off your work week by joining me here on the pod, my name is Mike DeBate, your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which of course is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, because it's your team every day, that means your questions, comments, and feedback are always welcomed and very much appreciated. Share that feedback and send it to the internet by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-F-P-C. And while you're out there doing some Monday musing through the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. Patriots fans, you know I'm a fan of movie quotes. Anyone who's listened to the show in the past knows that I occasionally drop one or two or maybe 300 movie quotes throughout the week here on Locked On Patriots. Last night, as I was watching the closing minutes of Super Bowl 55, I thought of a quote from one of my favorite all-time movies from one of my favorite all-time characters, Hans Gruber in the movie Die Hard. And when Hans looks across the table, the table with Nakatomi's latest project, and he looks at Mr. Takagi and says, And when Alexander saw the breath of his domain, he wept for there were no more worlds to conquer. Benefits of a classical education. But of course, I was watching the Super Bowl, much like all of you. I wasn't thinking of Hans, I wasn't thinking of Takagi, I was thinking of Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr., the, in my humble opinion, greatest of all time. In Tom's 10th visit to the Super Bowl, he wins his 7th Lombardi Trophy, becomes a 5-time Super Bowl MVP, leading a total team effort from start to finish as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are your Super Bowl 55 champions. And make no mistake about it, folks, as much as we love Tom up here in New England, each and every member of that Tampa Bay Buccaneers franchise deserves it, from the coaching staff to the offense to the defense. Just an incredible showing last night for Tampa Bay as they defeat the former defending champion Kansas City Chiefs 31-9 at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. And I just can't resist throwing in movie quotes, but folks, when I think about that quote and I think about its relation to what Tom Brady has done in his 20-year career in the NFL, I can't help but think that it's absolutely appropriate. There simply is no denying it. Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. He would still be the greatest of all time, even if he did not win Super Bowl 55 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The six rings he won here in New England already put him at the top of the list of most decorated championship players. Now, with his victory last night, Tom has two more than the next player on the list, which is defensive lineman Charles Haley. Again, we said it before, most Super Bowl appearances with 10, most Super Bowl MVP awards. Tom also holds the record for most Super Bowl pass attempts with 421, most completions with 277, most Super Bowl touchdown passes with 21, most Super Bowl passing yards with 3,039, most pass attempts in a single Super Bowl with 62, 
most pass completions in a single Super Bowl with 43, the most passing yards in a single Super Bowl, which Tom did in Super Bowl 52 against the Philadelphia Eagles, a game incidentally in which the Patriots lost. He also holds the record for the most 300-yard passing games in the Super Bowl with four, most game-winning drives in a Super Bowl with six, most decades with a Super Bowl title win with three, and he now becomes the oldest quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl at 43 years of age. That's an extensive list. His detractors will say, well, yeah, he's been there more times than anybody else. Of course he's going to hold those records. Still doesn't make it any less impressive. No matter how many times you want to slander what this guy can do on the field, one thing is for certain. Whether you want to admit it or whether you don't, Tom Brady is simply the best to ever put on shoulder pads and cleats, and in my humble opinion, there's not even a close second. And as I was preparing for today's pod, I recognize that a lot of us out there in Patriots Nation, and believe me folks, as much as I've sung Tom Brady's praises today, there's a part of me as well as all of you that wishes he was celebrating his seventh championship right here in New England. A lot of people still believe it should have happened that way. Truth be told, I don't like to live in a lot of what-ifs and hypotheticals. I wish it was here in New England, but regardless, I'm happy to see Tom Brady be able to succeed if the Patriots are not the one he's succeeding against. And I'll come back to that point in a minute. But as I search for something poignant or something eloquent to say to adequately sum up Tom's greatness, I realize that everything that needs to be said about Tom Brady has already been said. And they've been said by Tom himself. Not with his words, not in front of a microphone, not through social media platforms or any media mouthpieces or family members that want to sing his praise. What sets Tom Brady apart from the rest of the field is the example he sets on the field. It got me thinking back to 2017 and my first year covering the Patriots at Gillette. For the first time, I got a chance to watch Tom Brady on the practice fields, watch him interact with his teammates, the respect that his teammates showed to him, the reverence they showed to how he taught them on the field, and their desire, their joy, maybe even a little bit of awe and just playing with him on the same field. Those feelings will always stand out to me in my days of covering Tom Brady, getting a chance to sit in the media room and watch him interact with members of the media. You can really see the joy and the excitement he has when he talks about football. This guy just lives and breathes it every single day. He doesn't need to sing his praises. He doesn't need anyone else to sing his praises for him. He simply sets the standard every time he steps on a football field. And everybody who's played with him or played against him can tell you that Tom Brady is obsessed with two things. Winning and being the best possible football player he can be. He's not obsessed with being the GOAT. He's not obsessed with records. He's not obsessed with having his name on top of the various quarterback rankings that you'll find all throughout social media and sports media. What he's obsessed with is exactly what he achieved last night, winning the Lombardi Trophy, winning championships, and making his teammates around him better. That's why he's still a champion at age 43. That's why he's a leader, and he will be until the day he retires. And I know, folks, I've gone heavy on the Brady praise today. I would not be doing my job if I didn't mention that Tampa Bay's offensive line, defensive line, their coaching staff, coordinators, everyone on that team and in that organization from top to bottom all contributed to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl, and they all deserve it. That was a 100% team effort last night. And they did it against a team that is not easy to beat. Say what you will about the Kansas City Chiefs. They may not have had their best game last night, but this is still a very good team, and they're not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, they got hit pretty hard last night, but what champions do is they get up, dust themselves off, and come back stronger. That's what Andy Reid and this Kansas City coaching staff must do to the offensive line, the defensive line, the skill position players, 
and of course quarterback Patrick Mahomes, who really, I think, played as good of a game as he could last night, especially under the circumstances. Very little protection from the offensive line. Patrick was on the run most of the night, really could not find a rhythm. He's got to shoulder the load for some of that, but it certainly wouldn't be fair to put that loss completely on his shoulders. In my opinion, I was more impressed by the defensive game plan of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers than I was disenfranchised by watching Patrick Mahomes last night. Todd Bowles and that defensive coaching staff for Tampa Bay had a brilliant game plan. And to be honest with you, a lot of what Tampa did well is a lot of what we talked about when we took that trip back in time in the Belichickian time machine last Thursday and took a page out of the Patriots' playbook. Cover two and two-man or man-match defense all night long, utilizing a four- or three-man rush to put pressure on Patrick Mahomes without blitzing him, on offense utilizing the power running game to open up play action. These were all things that the Patriots did on October 5th. The only difference is Tampa Bay's skill position players that were put in charge of being able to execute these game plans were far more advanced. And in the end, that's exactly why they are Super Bowl champions. And we'll delve into more post-game analysis from Super Bowl 55 because, after all, it's Monday. Yeah, you know what that means, folks. The hashtag is in full effect, and the embroidered chair has been pulled up to the desk. My legendary big green buddy, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, Thomas Murphy, joins me here today on the hot seat, and we'll talk about Tom Brady's legacy as the greatest of all time. We'll break down that impressive Tampa Bay game plan on both sides of the ball. And for those of you that are screaming, I thought this was Locked On Patriots, fear not, because this is Locked On Patriots, and it forever will be. We'll talk about the Patriots' off-season plans, and what Bill Belichick might have in store for the Pats this year, in what many are reporting to be an uncharacteristically aggressive off-season for the Pats' front office. An action-packed agenda. It's always fun, informative, and very entertaining when my good friend Murph drops by. And today, we'll be talking Foxborough past, present, and future when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. But first, Locked On listeners, the big game might be in the books, but that does not mean that you still can't put your prognostication skills to the test and maybe even make a little on it. College basketball, pro basketball are still in full swing, and of course current headlines in the NFL and where your favorite free agent may end up playing next season are all still in play for that purpose. So, if that should strike your fancy, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. March Madness, NFL free agency, and the push to the NBA playoffs is just about ready to begin. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Don't delay. Do it today. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code Locked On for your sign-up bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Locked On listeners get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Patriots fans, when Tom Brady won his sixth Super Bowl championship a couple of years back, We all thought his seventh heaven would be here in Foxborough. At least I did. But, alas, Tom wins his seventh ring as a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And even though it wasn't as a Patriot, I know there are a lot of you here in Pats Nation that are savoring this victory today. 
And the best part is, it's Monday, so you can savor it even more, and you might be savoring it with someone else you know and love here on the pod. That's right. It's that time again. Your favorite and mine, my benefactor in this business, the only guest on the pod with his very own branded hashtag, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, the legendary Thomas Murphy, is back for his weekly appearance here on Locked On Patriots. Thank you for coming to me in friendship and for joining me today, Don Murph. I'm happy to be here always, man. And he, you know, Tom Brady just went out and handled all family business last night, didn't he? <laughs> he did. He settled all family business. So don't tell me you're innocent. Don't tell me anyone else is the GOAT. Admit what you did. <laughs> there you go. Not bad. We're only a couple of minutes in. We're already quoting The Godfather. How much better could it be, Brady? I guess the way it could be better is if this was a Foxborough championship. If we yeah. were waiting for That's that it. Patriots team plane for aircraft to touch down in my neck of the woods in Providence, Rhode Island, well, Warwick, Rhode Island, actually, TF Green Airport, yep. uh, and Just welcome the to defending champions back. But in any case, in any case, uh, Murph, really, what can we say at this point? Ten trips to the Super Bowl, seven-time champion, five-time Super Bowl MVP, first quarterback in history to win as a starter in both conferences, Yep. Tom Brady just continues to defy the odds. He continues to defy logic. And maybe best of all, he continues to defy his detractors. They're really having a tough day today. This is really this is an anxiety-ridden day for those that are not <laughs> fans of Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. But bottom line, buddy, they're running out of excuses to give TB12 his just due. Mm-hmm. I thought this argument was over years ago, but apparently right. some just want to keep it alive. Murph, in your infinite big green wisdom, now will the GOAT debate finally be settled? Um, it, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. It, it was settled for me after Atlanta. Um, it, it, and it, he's just built upon it. You know, when you, when you talk about cementing a legacy, he's, he's, you know, he's driven a pile down to bedrock now there's there's nobody can come out and say a thing i didn't think anybody could after 28 coming back from 28 to 3 but uh what he was able to do yesterday was um yeah it it was it was cementing It, it it has to change the narrative for a lot of people that were hanging on to this um this run was amazing what he did in in going into um, New Orleans and beating them uh, after losing two games in the regular season, uh, beating Drew Brees, uh, his contemporary, and then going up to Green Bay and beating the next guy, the next GOAT. And then what he did last night to um, Kansas City and um, completely stifling any hopes that that Patrick Mahomes, or as I say, Patty Mahomes, uh, had of being the next guy, of being in the conversation, was just shut completely down. It was. This is a guy that that people are are calling the heir apparent. And once again, another the next guy. And Brady went out and he spanked him. A lot of detractors over the years have been have said, "Well, you know, Joe blew out so and so by this score, and it, this game was over by the second half, and it, it definitely after, you know, the third quarter, the, the beginning of the third quarter, when Mahomes marched the team down, and oh, look, they got another." Uh, 
uh, another field goal. And then Tom walked onto the field, marched them 70-plus yards, and put the ball in, in the end zone again. He, he, it was just like, no, nah, it's not happening today. I, I'm not, I'm, nobody's going to sweat this one out. I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm going to make the passes that I'm going to have to make, and I'm going to walk off this field with a giant smile on my face and, you know, just uh, uh, and I blown away by by what he has been able to accomplish over his career and and last night was just the capper being able to go in and do it with a brand new team in a in a year like this one uh it, it's just i i can't see how anybody could could look themselves in the mirror or into a camera or or into a microphone and say anything different than tom brady's the greatest football player to ever walk the face of the earth Without question. So well said. And, you know, I think in a lot of ways, I think what upsets people so much about Tom and the success that he has is they're so worried about trying to anoint the next guy. You mentioned that, whether it be Aaron Rodgers, whether it be Patrick Mahomes, uh, whether it be even Drew Brees, who really is his contemporary. We've heard Russell Wilson. You know, now we're going to start hearing names like Justin Herbert. It's just natural for teams, I think, to want to, or fans, I should say, or even media members to want to believe the next big thing, the greater thing, is still out there. What upsets people the most about Tom Brady is he's not done being the guy yet. I think in a lot of ways you have to look at this and say, who's better than Tom Brady right, right now? And, you know, it's it, it, there's oh, I understand the arguments. You're going to mix in the arguments. Oh, well, he can't throw across his body or he can't make the behind the back pass or whatever. You know, these things that, you know, people want to conjure up as reasons to discount him from being the goat. But when it comes down to it, his accomplishments speak volumes on the field. As I watched this game last night, I thought a lot of my father uh, because he and I were both on the Brady train right from the beginning. The moment Drew Bledsoe went down, not necessarily in that new, that New York Jets game, but there was yep. something different about the way this kid conducted himself in that first game in Indianapolis. And I remember my father looking at me and he said, this is different. There's something in this kid that I haven't seen in a lot of other quarterbacks. Definitely yep. not here. And I don't mean any disrespect to Drew Bledsoe, who I was a huge fan of growing up without any question. Oh, yeah. Still am to this day. But yep. Tom conducted himself different, and my dad used to tell me all the time, and I thought about this with Tom, let your accomplishments speak for themselves. You don't necessarily have to have anybody talk for you when your accomplishments right. are so indelible in and of themselves that they don't need to be sold. When you have to sell your worth to people, Murph, it's a dead giveaway of insecurity, and perhaps the reason why we're so consistently sold the argument of this quarterback is more athletic or that quarterback is more mobile really is about insecurity. These quarterbacks in a lot of ways have to be sold because their on-field accomplishments, in my opinion, don't measure up to what Tom has nope. done. And if you're a fan of anyone except the Patriots and now I guess maybe the Buccaneers, it hurts to see someone else have the kind of success that Tom's had. He's ruined quite <laughs> a few Super Bowl parties over the years. Um, right. But uh, there's a part of him that will always be a Patriot. I tweeted that out last night. And uh, most of Patriots Nation, I think, was was pretty happy to see him do what he did. But even though we're marveling at what Tom has done throughout his career. still conflicted. But, um, Confliction's okay. Exactly. Patriots Nation. There is it's, some it's confliction. Okay. There is. There really is. And I feel it yep. as well. And we're going to get to that confliction, including very prominent uh, New England name that might be part of that friction, folks. But we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I don't think we'd be doing our due diligence or our job, really, uh, if we didn't 
mention the outstanding play of Tampa Bay's offensive and defensive lines in this game because they were outstanding. Uh, the offensive line provided Tom with a lot of time, a lot of protection. Credit to Tom. He took advantage of that as a great quarterback does. Most importantly, they opened the seams for the Bucks to establish their power run game. And you, Steve, and I talked about this last week on your show, we Locked, um, uh, One Patriots Place, and we talked about it even here on Locked on Murph last week. Use guys like Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, attack the weakness of this Kansas City defense, uh, vulnerable to stop the power run because they run that big nickel, they run that dime package that leaves them vulnerable in that area. And they did it. They did it effectively. Defensively, the Bucks were really masterful. Uh, Todd Bowles deserves so much credit. The one thing that I think he deserves the most credit for is resisting the urge to blitz. This is a guy that's been very stubborn about that in Thank his you. professional career. Yep. But he did it. He instead of blitzing and going aggressive against Mahomes, he did what we should. We said they should have done last week: play cover two and then drop to two man. Keep the safeties deep. Rush no more than four. I even saw a three man rush at that time. Got to give a little credit to Bill Cowher, who called that before the game as well. Three-man rush. This is the way to stop this guy. I dedicated an entire show last week to encouraging the Bucks to take a page out of that Patriots playbook from October 5th in week four when these two teams played. The Bucks did that, and they did it better uh, simply because they have the better personnel. But um, how impressed were you with the Tampa Bay game plan last night on both sides of the ball? Um, wholeheartedly impressed. It, it came it, – it, became really apparent to me uh, during this this game and or should I say during this playoff run that um, Tom Brady has become the head coach, the offensive coordinator, and the GM of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, he's, he's the one that's bringing in the players. Uh, he got Gronk to come out of retirement. He brought in, he, he convinced them to bring in Antonio Brown. Um, seeing the you know Gronkowski and Brown catch three touchdowns last night was was um everything that Tom Brady had envisioned before this season started and to as to what he was going to do um I I even believe that he had a lot to do with Fournette being brought in because they he knew that they needed to be deeper there and that they needed to be uh more versatile um he saw here what happened when you had running backs that weren't versatile and he brought them in yeah Steve Steve called that one really well mm-hmm. um I think what Todd Bowles saw in their first matchup and what I wrote in, uh, in my keys to the game played out perfectly. Uh, he, he, he had the, the, the perfect game plan to stop this team. It's been out there for a very long time. I've written these keys. I've cut these keys at least four times. This was a very easy game plan to do. The guys that can that can go into this game and, and look across at the Chiefs, this is how you stop them. Okay, you you play this game above the head, not below the waist, and that's what they convinced Todd Bowles to do. And uh, yeah, hats off to him for for staying the course. I think they blitzed maybe four or five times in the entire game, and that might have been too many. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think in a lot of ways, you look at the statistics. The Bucks blitzed on nine point six percent of their dropbacks. That's the lowest rate by a Todd Bowles-led defense over the last five seasons, completely against type. Yep. And 
I don't want to hear that those keys aren't being read throughout the country, folks. I know they're being yeah. read throughout the country. It was one of the few things that I saw last night where I said, you know what? I said, this is this is really it. And because of the keys and because of our conversations, even the last time the Patriots played the Chiefs, we talked about this type of game plan being right. a way to control or maybe even contain or marginally disrupt Patrick Mahomes. And he was marginally disrupted last night. Constantly he looked terrible. On the run. He looked terrible. He, just, he didn't he know what sac- to do. Yeah, exactly. The, the ceaseless pressure that uh, the uh, the Bucks were able to put on him was because they were able to rush only three, a maximum of four. That allows... Yep. Your, uh, you know, that allows your defense to be able to stuff the run. It allows you to be able to set the edge, and it allows blanket coverage in the secondary. And those safeties were excellent last night. Whether they were playing cover two, which is the zone coverage with two deep safeties, or they switched to the man match, that two-man coverage with two deep safeties. Yep. Keep them deep. Prevent guys like Tyreek Hill from getting out into the area where they can get big yardage. Travis Kelsey was effectively shut down. Uh, masterful game plan it, for the Bucks. Yeah, last it night. really was. I, uh, all the stats that you see over on the Kansas City side of the ball were, were garbage stats. They, they they came at garbage time. Kelsey was was not a factor in this game at all. Hill was not a factor in this game at all. They 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 did what they were supposed to do on that side of the ball. They said somebody else is going to beat us tonight, and it's not going to you know it's not going to be these two. Yeah, without question. And because of that, the Buccaneers are Super Bowl champions uh, today. And uh, I like to think a certain uh, kid from San Mateo, California, had a little to do with that. And instilling some of that, instilling some of that killer instinct that Tom is known to bring with him. But uh, he is. He, but he's, he's a dyed in the wool killer. He is. He's a dyed in the wool killer. <laughs> yeah. Cold, clean and methodical. When Arians tried to switch out personnel to 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 stretch the field a little more. Tom sent him back off the field in the third quarter. He said, no, get off. We're, we're doing what we're doing. And he sat there. You could, you could hear the guys in the booth. They're talking over it. And you're scre- I'm screaming at the TV, shut up. You're getting audio of Tom Brady here on, on the yeah. game. And Brady's actually waving players off because he had the grouping on the field that he wanted to. Make no mistake, man. This was Tom Brady's crowning achievement as a coach and GM and quarterback last night. <laughs> Yeah, without question. I mean, he just continues to show his prowess, and uh, it's a lot of fun watching Tom get the ring. I'm not going to lie to you. I enjoyed it last night, but uh, this is locked on Patriots, buddy, and uh, we're going to talk about that conflict in a minute because with Super Bowl 55 now in the books, it's time to get back to business. New England Patriots business, folks, and in just a moment, Murph and I will talk Pat's business. Did last night's outcome maybe change the level of urgency in the Foxborough front offices? And last but not least, Murph is going to enlighten us on what the Pats' biggest needs are as the offseason here in Foxborough is about to begin. More with my man Murph when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Patriots fans, you've all heard the phrase, often imitated but never duplicated. I mean, is there a better phrase to describe your favorite football team in Foxborough? Six Super Bowl titles in just under two decades? Yeah, no other NFL team in the modern era can even come close to making that claim. Only the best can provide the best. And when it comes to protein bars, the only ones who could provide the best healthy, low-calorie, and delicious treats you know and love are the ones who provided the best in the first place. So prepare your taste buds for wow and make Built Bar your go-to protein bar right now. 
No one can do it like they do it. 100% real chocolate, soft, easy to chew, and Built Bar is available in mouth-watering flavors like cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, apple almond crisp, lemon almond cheesecake, just to name a few. But Built Bar is not only low calorie and low sugar, but it's also high protein and high fiber. Great for all of you following the keto lifestyle. Built Bar has no crazy additives, half the calories of its most popular competitors, and get this, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good for you and taste that good? Well, folks, all I can tell you is Built Bar is just that good. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. Don't delay, do it today. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Patriots fans, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions. Tom gets his seventh Super Bowl title and only cements even more what we already knew up here in New England. He is simply the greatest of all time. Old friend Rob Gronkowski having a big game, notching two big touchdowns, and in my opinion, proving why he is the best and most complete tight end the game has ever seen. But the Locked On Podcast Network has your Super Bowl recap covered from every angle. After this podcast, listen to Locked On today for the biggest storylines. Peacock and Williamson for the X's and O's, and check out our Locked On Chiefs and Locked On Bucks podcasts for in-depth local expertise. Pats fans, Thomas Murphy joins me here today for his weekly appearance. It's hashtag Locked On Murph Monday here on the pod. And, buddy, most of Patriots Nation seem pretty happy that Tom Brady was able to hoist his seventh Lombardi trophy last night. We did talk about some of the conflict, and I'll be honest with you, it didn't quite feel the same. Uh, really, if I'm being honest, there was a big part of it that was missing, and that was the flying Elvis logo, the Patriots, seeing Robert Kraft up there. Um, we know earlier on in the week that Robert Kraft was one of Tom Brady's biggest supporters in this game, openly rooting for Tom. Uh, the Patriots' official social media account last night even tweeted out its congratulations, quote, to the greatest of all time. It was nice to see that. But there are some that will say that one New England resident in particular might not have been so happy to see last night play out the way it did, and that's Pat's head coach, Bill Belichick. Look, bottom line, buddy, I place very little to no stock in the Brady and Bill hate each other narrative, uh, the sticking pins in each other's voodoo dolls, or they're out to get one another. I don't place a whole lot of that narrative because I think it's an irrelevant argument. I think these guys are so self-motivated to win in and of themselves. They don't need each other to fuel one another. But we know that in this business, ego can play a role no matter who you are, and I don't think it's overstepping my boundaries to say that now that Bill has won, now that Brady has won without Bill, excuse me, critics are going to say that Bill's not on the, now is going to be on the clock. And, you know, I think the Patriots know this too, or they might be feeling it maybe a little more than they want to acknowledge. In fact, our good mutual friend, Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston recently reported that his team sources indicate that this could be an uncharacteristically aggressive off season for the Patriots. Murph, in terms of pursuing talent, both in the draft and via free agency, and this aggressive, uncharacteristic aggression that we might see, do you believe that Tom's victory last night might add a little bit of fire to the Patriots' sense of urgency to return to contention fairly quickly? The Patriots, yes. Bill Belichick, no. Bill has a plan, folks. Perfectly You, you so. all keep thinking that he doesn't have a plan. Um, he, first of all, he didn't think Tom was going to walk away. 
So everybody talking about you don't have the next quarterback, you you have no plan. You're insane. Nobody has a plan for losing the the greatest football player that's ever walked the face of the earth. You just don't. Um, but no, it, it's Bob Kraft will be a a little more. Um, worrisome the you know you know what the how the media is going to react because it's going to generate phone calls and to you to your to your shows and and clicks for your uh for your columns and but no bill is not he, he's not worried he knew that this was going to happen once tom walked out the door um it, what he's going to do is the same thing that he has done in the past um he's going to fill holes where they you don't see them yet um he's going to go after this draft in the same way that that he he does every single year he's he will bring in free agents but that that aggression is going to be when when was the last time the New England Patriots had 63 million dollars to play with honestly when was the last time that <laughs> yeah. happened Okay, they they every single year they go into the season with, with five to seven million dollars worth of cap space, you know, so they can make moves during the year when everybody else is complaining. Why don't you spend to the cap? Why don't you spend to the cap? Well, this is why, so you can make moves during the year. This year that didn't happen. Okay, it happened last year, the year before. You can go back for twenty years. Bill has always made some kind of deal at the deadline. He didn't do that this year. He didn't spend money this year when it opened up so he could carry it over to next year. Um, things are going to change, um, unfortunately. Um, there, there's going to be uh, moves to be made on the line of scrimmage, money to be spent there. Um, there's going to be there's there's money to spend at wide receiver. This is not going to be this. You can't go back and say this is a knee jerk reaction. No, Bill actually has some cabbage in in on the counter that he can throw out there and bring some people in here, and uh, that's what he's going to do. He's going to spend spend the money smartly. He's going to spend the money in the same way that he has before. You're going to be asking yourselves, why are you spending so much money on a position? where you are already strong because that's how you stay strong and that's how you stay winning is to build upon your um your strengths and not chase stuff at your weakest spot at your weakest points um i do believe that that it's going to uh there may be a big signing this year but i it's you know just don't expect him to go out and throw 30 million dollars a year at a at a free agent cornerback quarterback don't expect him to trade uh, a first round pick for one of these guys that is on the block that's the, it's it's not going to happen absolutely perfectly said and again i agree with but you i want levante david here tomorrow <laughs> uh, from your lips to god's ears we would absolutely and love that's that not the first time i've said this that it's no. it's not uh, you've been beating this drum for quite a while, mm-hmm. and I completely, completely agree with you. But, look, the one thing that I agree with you the most on is the Patriots, yes, because I think the fan base, the organization, they want that success. When you've tasted that success, you don't want to go back to being a franchise that has to watch this game from the sidelines. You want to be there. But Bill Belichick is not going to be pushed into knee-jerk reactions. Nope. Uh, I agree with you. He wasn't sitting there with, you know – 
with you know uh, you know the chief shirt There's on. No voodoo doll, sticking, yeah. you know. Exactly. He wasn't here last no night with a voodoo doll, doll sticking pins and anything. That's yeah. not what he was doing. I'm not Thank saying you. he did cartwheels, but you know he, that's not what he was doing. He's a exactly. the, the guys get back to work this week, and that's exactly what they're going to do. And yeah. th- there'll be some money spent, and hopefully this draft will turn out to be. The the thing people don't understand about the draft in the Patriots is the fact that, like I said, they're they're not looking to fill this year's holes. This year's holes will get filled via free agency. They're they're going to go with this draft and they're going to you know fill holes that are going to happen at the end of next season, at the end of the season before. It's going to yeah. allow Bill to make some more moves and maybe trade away some players that you were scratching your head saying why why the hell is Bill trading him. Because <laughs> uh, that's what he does. Because he's got yeah. somebody else to come in and fill that spot, fill that hole before it's 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 made. You just can't do that at quarterback. You, you can't. He's he's tried. He's made a few a few moves, and um, you know, unfortunately, the the well, not unfortunately for for the fans, it didn't work out that way with with Garoppolo, and um, you know, he ended up having to move on before Tom did. Yeah. No, without any question. And look, you know, until he, until he, meaning Bill Belichick, proves that he can't do it any longer, I'm going to give the guy the benefit of the doubt, and he's always going to take the big-picture approach. And that's something to remember, folks. I know it's hard to look at Tom and Gronk and and the success they're having in Tampa right now and say, that could have been us, that should have been us. There's a long-picture approach. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have. It would not have happened here in New England. It would have kept rebuilding the way he does, reloading the way he does from the inside out on the offensive side of the ball and from the outside in on the defensive side of the ball. That's why he's brilliant. That's why he's Bill Belichick. And that's why this team has been able to do what it has for the past 20 years along with having Tom Brady. Well said, buddy. Well said. You know, so eloquent, in fact, that I'm going to ask you to keep that GM hat on for a moment because, buddy, regardless of the approach that the Pats are going to take in the offseason, again, like we said, they have to build a team for 2021. We spend a lot of time talking about quarterbacks here on the pod. We're going to spend more time, folks, but that is far from the Patriots' only need in this offseason. Murph, we started off with a godfather quip. Let's end with one. Uh, much like Michael Corleone in Godfather Part Two, ceded temporary control of the Corleone family to Tom Hagen. I'm going to cede that control to you. Not that I have any authority to do this, by the way, folks, but it's my show. I'm going to do it. Um, I'm going to give you the authority. You're the GM. You're going to be the Don. <laughs> You're given the GM duties of the New England Patriots. Don Murph. What does your offseason plan look like? What are the Patriots' biggest needs as we head into a pretty important offseason up here in Foxborough? Well, the, their immediate needs are um, revamping this defensive line. That's, that's where I'm starting. Um, I'm going to attack the, the draft and try to move up and, and grab the best defensive lineman that is available. Um, there, this is a very deep draft at, at other positions. It is not a deep draft on the defensive line, and I'm going after Quiddy Payne as, as hard as I possibly can because you go back and the biggest problem that this team had besides a quarterback that can no longer play quarterback is uh, stopping the run, and that's what they're going to have to focus on. They're going to have to get faster at linebacker, and they're going. They need that big, giant, 
run stuffing SOB there in the middle, and that's the six foot four Quitty Paint out of Michigan. That's where I'm I'm going after. I'm not gonna take a shot on one of these quarterbacks after what we saw, um, what we weren't able to see in the um, during the season. I'm gonna wait. I'll, I'll I'll see who's there in the second round. Um, and see if we can do something there, or even the third round, which I'm, I'm not really sure of. Uh, bring in a um, a uh, a veteran that is going to be able to be here for more than a season, and um, also just see what Stid really has after a real off-season program with a real. Um, with a real uh, training camp, I'm I'm not going to write him off yet. Not not after what we, what small glimpses we've been able to see of him this year, and and what's being written, and uh, and talked about on Sports Talk Radio in New England. Yeah, and I think again, you know, quarterback talk is really the opiate of the masses when it comes mm-hmm. to off-season talk, especially for the New England Patriots and their fans. Right now, everybody wants to know who's going to be the signal caller. You look at all the success Tom's had over the course of the last couple of weeks and few weeks, even months, and naturally, it's going to gravitate toward that. I wish you could see the grin from ear to ear on my face when you mentioned Quiddy Pay. Uh, first of all, <laughs> one of my favorite prospects in this draft, without yep. any question. Quiddy also happens to hold the distinct honor of graduating from my alma mater, Bishop Hendrickson High School in Warwick, Rhode Island. He is a there fellow hawk. Quiddy is definitely a lot better than I was when I wore that uniform, folks, by, by leaps and bounds. <laughs> but um, I can tell you, this kid, in terms of character, in terms of heart, in terms of work ethic, um, we used to say at Bishop Hendrickson, all hawks are quality one. This kid is at the top of the heap. And you talk about skill on the field, uh, size, speed, ability to move his feet, uh, football IQ. Quiddy has it all. I just hope he might be there at number 15. There are so many teams right now that are zooming in yeah. on him, and I have a feeling that a lot of these teams are going to have both eyes, sharp eyes, affixed on this kid because of what he can do to a defense. He's a game changer, and if he's there at 15 and the Patriots don't pull the trigger, you're going to be hearing a loud scream and a thud coming from yep. <laughs> coming from Providence, Rhode Island, and it's going to be because of yours truly, and it probably will be because of Murph as well, uh, but uh, I would love to see him in a Patriots uniform. I just I wonder about the realism of whether or not they're going to be able to pull it off. But that would be the ultimate coup for yep. the New England Patriots because he's, this he's kid, my new Stefan to it. Absolutely, he's my new and, to it. Yeah, without def, without question, and he's also a Michigan Wolverine as well. Imagine Chase Winovich, Josh Uche. Quiddy Pay and Patriot yep. Blue, kind of good, uh, you know the maize and the gold, you know the, the maize and blue up there uh, in uh, uh, in Michigan. They the guys tend to look good in Patriot Blue too. So maybe we're on to something. But uh, you know, Murph, what can I say, bud? You lend your wisdom, your counsel, like no other. That's why your family here at Locked On Patriots, and that's why we're happy to brand the chair in your honor. Give you the hashtag, make it Locked On Murph Monday. You make it your own every time you step in this seat, and I, for one, am so happy to be along for the ride. Folks, you should already be following my good friend, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, but for any of our new listeners, and we continue to get new listeners here on Locked On Patriots each and every week and each and every day, welcome to all of you. Hope you enjoy the content, and please follow my good friend, on Twitter at TMurf207. Murph alluded to his monster keys earlier. I mean, he hits the nail on the head 99.97% of the time. 
Don't miss them. They're point, click, learn, enrichment material. You become a better football fan, much more knowledgeable. Proudly found on diehardbostonsportsfans.com. And, of course, never miss an episode of One Patriot's Place with my good friend here, our great mutual friend, Steve Balistrieri. And how can we forget the Countess of Class herself, Miss Claire Cooper? Buddy, thank you so much. Honored and humbled, as always, by your presence. But it, always my pleasure to be here. It's my favorite party. It's the only reason I get out of bed on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love it. You know what? The fact that we can bring you that type of joy and that type of motivation on a Monday, really, I mean, I, I might as well retire. At the, I'm at the pinnacle of what I need to do. <laughs> uh, no, I'm only kidding, folks. I do. I take that as a deep compliment. Uh, we have a lot of fun at each other's expense here on the airwaves, but uh, there are few, if any, uh, that have as much respect and love for this man as I do. Uh, you're one of the greats, Murph, uh, in all aspects, and uh, it's always my honor, always my honor to share the mic with you, buddy. Stay safe, stay well, stay warm and careful out there in the snowy tundra that's becoming the Northeast this week, but uh, we look forward to having you back here next week and talking Patriots with you next Monday. And so, Patriots Nation, it is time to leave Super Bowl 55 in the rearview mirror. And as Coach Bill would say, we're on to 2021. And that is exactly where we're going to pick up tomorrow here on the pod. Draft profiles, free agency prognostications, Foxborough financials later in the week with our man Miguel, and one of our favorite special guests coming up on Friday. Folks, an action-packed week schedule here on Locked On Patriots, so to ensure that you do not miss a single second of the action, subscribe to and download the Locked On Patriots podcast on platforms such as Spotify, Radio.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, just make sure that you're staying locked in to Locked On Patriots. Once again, my name is Mike DeBate. I thank my good friend Thomas Murphy for his time, his insight, and his appearance on today's pod. But most of all, I thank you so much for listening and for continuing to make Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Until tomorrow, Pats Nation, stay safe, stay well, continue to be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone.